waiting for you And the power you possess In your satin tights Fighting for your rights And the old red, white and blue Honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Close. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weakened deep covered. And you? You're on the Sith List. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 230 of the Sith List. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm your host, Rosh Dolchai, and my co-host for this evening's New Year's Bash, the one, the one, the only, the young, the (laughs) only, the young, the only, the only young, Carlos Buarguayo, the man we call Crunch Crunch Clickety Clack. He looks healthy. I think he might be COVID-free. Mr. Les Gonzalez, how are you doing, Les? Are you COVID-free? I am quarantined, out of quarantine, but I haven't taken a test yet, so okay. I'll go take Look, a test. Too. Looking as strong as an ox. Yes, yes. So you're saying sure. that you haven't taken a test, but you're out of quarantine. You, okay, let's move on. The <laughs> Confusing we, times, my friend. <laughs> the man we call true. the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. How are you doing, King Tom? I am here, and I'm fine. I'm here Good. fine. Thank you. Good. The man I call El Hombre, the man who was just playing Red Dead Redemption and was giving one of our listeners some trouble about his speakeasy or something like that. I don't know. Mr. Tracy Moon was playing with him. Mr. Eric Struthers, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. I am great. And I did have a super rad time playing some Red Dead online with our buddy Tracy Moon. And we we had a jam session, played a little bluegrass style Christmas music, did some dancing, shot Damn. some pools. It was a good time. It's better, better Merry than Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Eric, you're on vacation, correct? I am, man. I, you know, I work at a church. We traditionally will have the office closed between Christmas and New Year's. I went ahead and burned one of the, the last week of vacation I had just to get out of the obligation of, of replying to anyone about anything. But nice, uh, you know, Christmas Eve, that's a big one for us. And, uh, it's, it was tough to prepare for, but it was a great, great time. Christmas day ruled. And I am just coasting along, hanging out with the kids, eating Reese's peanut butter cups and, uh, hoping to live until Monday. That's awesome. Mm. I, well, I've been on vacation since March and evidently I'm going to be on vacation another three or four months moving on. How about you, King Tom? How you doing, buddy? I'm fine. Yeah. I'm the kids are home this week. I am working from home. Uh, and I've been very busy, and then I have had some very slow times too. So it's it's a mixed bag. Uh, looking forward to 
next week when the kids are back in school, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm clinging on to hope. Next week, the kids are slated for their last mm. week of distance learning, and then they're supposed to go back to school. Oh, okay. sweet baby Jesus. I for sure need that to happen. Oh. Mm-hmm. How about you, Les? You've just been quarantining? Well, evidently not, but you've been quarantining <laughs> before that? Yeah, I've been quarantined. I've been at home this whole time. I'm good, man. <laughs> been a lot of video there. games? Pretty much. Call of Duty. Oh, cool. Right on. <laughs> Cold awesome. War is actually really fun. That's the it's, new one, right? It's the new one. It's it, it amps the level of uh, that hysteria of the 80s and uh, our, you know, fear of the great Russian menace. Right. Soviet menace. Yeah, it's it takes it to another level. It's pretty cool. You know who everybody was scared of back then? Red Sparrow. No. Red Sparrow. <laughs> Boo! How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Doing good. You know, the holidays are coming to a close. Thank God. But I'm good. The weather's getting cold. I don't like that. Yeah, we had a uh, 38 degree morning. Oh, yeah. Snow on the mountains. That's really cold for us, guys. I was going to say, thoughts and prayers. (laughs) It's fucking freezing. Now you guys are reminding me of the the one time Struthers just looked at all of us and called us a bunch of pussies Mm -hmm. at celebration. Oh, yeah, celebration. <laughs> when the wind oh. in the windy city of Chicago cut through us. Dude, that shit was cold. That was cold. It was, <laughs> was, fuck. It was 15 here on Christmas. Oh. Oh. I, 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 I don't even know what that is. I, I, that doesn't, uh, that I, doesn't I, compute in my your head. Your thermometer doesn't go that low? No, no. Uh. I'd be like, this This doesn't work. This ain't happening. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, it is the new year. And uh, we were normally for our New Year's episodes, we do like this best of this, this best of that. Our favorite movies, our favorite shows. This year's been so shitty, dude. I we're not gonna do any of that. There's a best of nothing. You had a best of nothing? No, I said there's no. Oh, whole, I thought you had a no, good one. No, uh, no, no. Okay, I was just saying. Top five of the of the <laughs> Top year. Top five of the year yeah. of nothing. I'm not gonna walk into that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me give out the shenanigans real quick. Uh, check us out on the Sithless.net where you can find our YouTube videos. We just did a Wonder Woman 84 reaction. It was fun. It was good. We're going to break down the film in a, in a few. Uh, we'll talk about the highs and lows and all that in a second. So you can check out all our YouTube stuff there. You can check out our episodes there. Our Pot It Forward page with great podcasts like The Bad Motivators, Blue Harvest. That, that, this is what I was going to talk about. I got a Twitch notification that Haas was playing NBA 2K. I couldn't <laughs> fucking believe my eyes. So I watched it. I didn't tell him I was on, but I watched it for a while. I don't. I was. I was somewhere where I couldn't like talk to him or even you know chat with him. I was awesome, Haas. Does did he I, did he create a Mandalorian power forward? Yeah. yeah, yeah right. <laughs> does uh does Haas have any sports affiliations? I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. I, I, we've never really? talked sports. No, that's why I was very surprised. Yeah, but I a- will say to NBA Two K is actually really fun. Once you like yeah. learn how to do some moves and maneuver the uh, joystick a certain way, you can enjoy yourself for hours on that game. Hey man, yeah, that's I, what she yeah. said. Oh, nice. I Ooh, set it up that it way, today. too. I had, I had, I yeah, had he's on the, the stick. The top five nothing, and then this? Top five nothing. I, I, <laughs> I was killing Jeopardy, too, before I left the house. You know, and I, was, I was doing good. Yeah, it's a good night. We're doing good. Don't fuck it up. I have a bunch of older games from different systems on my computer, uh, and my kids are really into old Super Nintendo games. My son is huge into into Zelda 3 and Super uh, Mario World. Yeah. And my my daughter loves the original NBA Jam. It's the best. We don't we don't watch basketball 
Yeah, but you know, it doesn't. It's easy to get the idea, but she just loves playing the game. King Tom, OG. the arcade one up of NBA Jam is amazing. They sell it at Costco. Yeah, I, I saw that for four hundred bucks. Here's the great thing about it: it has an online feature, which is free. Really? You can play anybody else around the world that has that unit, and it's <laughs> completely free. And you can just uh, have a good time. So it's like I, you and three other people. Yeah, it's just like five people. Yeah, yeah. I thought we have like no room. <laughs> I thought about it though. <laughs> He's like, it's really cool. The knobs are basketballs. The only shitty yeah. part is like the Lakers have Vlade Divac and and like uh, Sedell Three. It's just it's just crap. It's crap. No, it's and Nick Van Exel. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's Van Nick Van Exel. Yeah, Don't yeah. do that to NBA Jam and the Lakers in NBA Jam. You <laughs> get cabinet, Nick Van Exel heated up. It's over, dude. Trust. The cabinet is tiny. Yeah. It is. It is. So like I'd have to like it squeeze is. in and you're like this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's our there's our uh, video game fix. We talked about video games. I saw Eric's face. I think he wants to talk about Red Dead. No, I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought oh, that's I will why you were making this. that face. This is kind of, no, I was just shaming you with the. Uh, yeah. the, the with, I, I was making a nipple twisting gesture for yes. the record. There's, there's, oh, there's great content for a podcast. Ah, Tune in Tokyo. New year, new it. you, huh? <laughs> Arash started it. That is true. I do. They recently made Red Dead Online a standalone thing so that you don't, you know, people who haven't slogged their way through Red Dead 2 are suddenly popping up in the multiplayer. Oh. And you can always tell because they're like hyper aggressive and <laughs> just shooting like everywhere, trying yeah. to come and steal it. And so <laughs> I was in this joint. This guy keeps eyeballing my horse. And I had like an animal or something strapped over the back of it. I go in this building and I see his little blue dot on a map go zooming over to the back of my horse. So I step out the door. He sees me and panics and starts shooting at me. But he's <laughs> he, he can't even have like the the good ammo yet because it's, he's like level two. So he jumps on his horse and rides off. And I just stood there and real slow got the sniper rifle off my horse. <laughs> 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 Hit him in that dude. It felt so good. And I wanted to look at my kids and be like, Your don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's so cool. Well, it was fun, go. man. It, it, it makes you feel good. It's a win. All right. Well, cool, man. Glad everybody is doing well. Everybody's healthy. So let's talk a little box office. Wonder Woman 1984. $16.7 million during the pandemic, which is really interesting. News of the World, $2.3 million. The Crudes, A New Age, $1.7. Monster Hunter, $1.1. Promising Young Women, $719,000. And Wonder Woman 84 is a $90 million worldwide. Looks like they have already greenlit Wonder Woman 3 with Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot coming back. And half of the subscribers as of on Saturday Half of the subscribers of HBO Max have well, had watched it already. So all three of them. They have a lot of subscribers, I think. I haven't been able to watch it yet, but we're dying to. I, I do have to say, I, I know a lot of people do have HBO Max, despite my joke. I've <laughs> seen a ton of images and, and GIFs from the movie on Twitter already, which is just, I, I, I guess that's what you'll have now when stuff comes yep. out, release it at home. Right. Yeah. And people are yelling at each other in the Star Wars community over spoiling the Mandalorian before Monday. But you had people on Christmas, you know, posting things Uh from Wonder Woman just without any care in the world. Right, right. And and us doing the reaction, they hit me up. I had to re-edit that thing three or four times before I could finally get them to approve it. But people are already putting major spoilers on the thumbnails. It was crazy. Within mm-hmm. half hour of the movie coming out, 
That's that. You know what? Let's uh, break this down really quick. Uh, instead of waiting till later, let's talk about this really quickly. Wonder Woman 84. Here's my take. And he, Boo, did you get to see it? I did. Okay. And uh, King Tom and Eric have not. Right. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'll take, give you my quick review. Was nowhere near as good as the first one. It was campy, but everyone that was in it did a great job. Pedro Pascal was amazing. Gail Godot was just a pleasure to just watch her be Wonder Woman. I'd, I have no other words. She's just amazing. Kristen Wiig, fantastic. Everyone was really, re Chris Prine, God damn, he's a handsome son of a bitch. I'm glad they brought him back. He was great. The story though was really, really bad. It was, it, it seemed like, and I don't, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. It seems like they just copied Aladdin in a way, pretty much a genie kind of thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> a, a I get the it. lamp I get kind it. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought they just went the easy route. And I think they only did that just to bring Chris Pine back. I would imagine, but seeing Chris Pine go through all the 80s stuff and the references and, and especially living in the 80s was super cool. But other than that, I, I, it was just lacking something. Um, uh, visually, it was very cool. It was one of those movies I think if we saw in a big screen, I think Les said this when we did the reaction, it would have been a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, I think that would have added a different part of, it would have added a fun factor to the movie. OG Rob texted me and he said what I want to put in words. Basically, he said, here's my wish. More Cheetah and way less Parable Trump. Because uh, if you watch Maxwell Lord, he totally looks like that art of the deal kind of guy mm -hmm. who's who's got nothing, but he acts as if he's everything. And yeah, right. it's uh, and that's just before things go crazy. But that would for him, he gave it a solid C. I give it a B. I really, really, I, I doubted, I totally doubted what would happen with Kristen Wiig and becoming the cheetah. I was like, there's no way the physicality of the role, the physicality that the cheetah brings to fight Wonder Woman. And she nailed it. So I what like, you're saying I, is that it ain't easy being cheesy. It ain't. <laughs> it is not easy being cheesy. Her performance alone, I will say, carried the film. I hated it. You hated it. I hated it. Hated the whole thing. The whole thing. I thought Kristen Wiig did. She did a good job. Gal Gadot looked great. Chris Pine was, you know, Chris Pine. You know, he he was he was good. I just I hated the story. So much of it was just like you said, campy. I I never got into it. It was way too long. It was way too long. Way two too, hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, way too way. long. About forty five minutes too long, yeah. kind of thing. It, it it got to points where it dragged on. I think everybody did a good job for what they were mm -hmm. instructed to do. Given. Yeah. I think a callback to how Mark Hamill felt about Luke in The Last Jedi. He's like, I did my job. Mm -hmm. I was I was instructed how to do this, and I did it. Mm -hmm. I did it to the best of my abilities, and he did a good job. I think Pedro Pascal did the same thing. Kristen Wiig, I think she did a good job jumping into a role that she just had never done before. Yeah, that was cool. She was good. Yeah, but but just it we'll we'll get into more of the dirty details next week after after these two see it. Yeah. But uh yeah, I I hated it. I gave it a out of out of ten, I gave it a four. Oof. That's hated it. <sighs> yeah. Did they do the thing that they did in the first movie where every action sequence had the pause slow mo three sixty around the scene? No, no, but there was some no. slow-mo. There was slow-mo, but not that. No. The slow-mo thing you probably saw in the preview, which is that big rig flipping over and she's coming out from top of mm -hmm. it, which the is still really, cool. yeah. still really cool to see. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they didn't do a lot of slow-mo stuff because I, 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 I don't want to spoil it for people, but the, right when that those scenes happen, the movie picks up a little bit. There's a lot to yeah, get yeah. to before that. Which I thought it started off on. slow, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I just need to know what Kristen Wick did as far as like an athletic routine because she really did look like she transformed herself. She At did. one point, I was like, they don't need to go any further. They don't need to give us the, you know, if they wanted just to have her be that version of herself right there, mm-hmm. she didn't have to go all in and yeah, become the yeah, full I, deal. I agree. We didn't, I need like, to see, that, we didn't need to see the cheetah in itself. Right there, I would have been like, I'll take it because she mm-hmm. truly, truly transformed her body and it showed. Well, I hope you guys, I hope at least now you guys don't go in with the huge, crazy expectations. And you know what I mean? Because, you know, that's what it was with this one. The first one was so good and it kind of doesn't worry me, but I was like, Patty Jenkins, come on. You were, I mean, she nailed the first one, in my opinion, except for the last scenes where it was the CGI sucked and it was too dark. And she came out and said that Warner Brothers forced her to do it. <laughs> CGI awesome. wasn't too hot in this one either. CGI wasn't too hot. I didn't have a problem with it. The cheetah was a little bit, little. There's, there's some moments yeah. where you start asking some questions. <laughs> That's right. And they have well, a, another night scene. They do have another night scene. At least with the Star Wars movie, though, they're, they're not known. You know, they're known for good CGI. Mm-hmm. That is it's true. Not, the, the director is not responsible for the CGI. That's right. And great segue, Mr. Tom Chansky. That's why you're the king of all pods. You're because welcome. Kylo thanks you because he wants to get into some Star Wars talk. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. Well, well, well. Okay, so I'm going to throw this one out first just because I think it's completely weird and and we can just go with that. Alan Dean Foster. You guys have surely heard that name. Well, sir, he had some crazy stuff to say about The Last Jedi and this treatment he did for potential novelization like of what came after The Last Jedi. It's not of The Rise of Skywalker, but it was just trying to explain away the stuff. But anyway, he did not care for The Last Jedi, sir. <laughs> and and how, King Tom, how did, he, how did this even like, what brought him to light in this? What, what made this well, a news thing suddenly? This... Around early December last year, one of the fandom magazines went to a bunch of Star Wars authors and said, how would you do episode nine? Gotcha. So this was before The Rise of Skywalker came out. Mm. And he his outline, and I think he actually said, well, I have an idea and I've actually written a lot more about it. And it linked to something on his website, which went into detail about his ideas for Ray was actually a cyborg and yeah. that is how she learned so quickly and Kylo upon finding out about her true form was repulsed because I you know she wasn't beautiful I think that was the way the story went mm. um but Foster has been in the news lately uh because he and a few other authors had agreements with lucasfilm and the various publishing houses to get royalties on their books and star wars or out foster did the original star wars novel Mm -hmm. back in i think it came out late 76 early 77 he did splinter the mind's eye the very first one and i think he did a another later book or two and he also did the Force Awakens novelization under right. a Disney contract, but he hasn't gotten royalties for the original ones. And by all means, he should be paid. Mm-hmm. Having said that, 
Um, you know, he had the idea for Luke hitting Leia in Splinter of the Mind's Eye. He had the idea for Darth Vader professing his professing his love for Leia. The Force Awakens was the most boring, underwhelming novelization of a Star Wars movie there is, and his treatment for what his version of Episode Nine would have been is absolute garbage. So pay him. But his ideas are garbage, and he's not as good a writer as he either used to be or as he thinks he is. That in part, I think, really drives it home. And I wasn't sure if it was okay to say that, but I'm glad that you did. <laughs> I'll say it because I mean, it, it it makes his opinion. I don't know. It's very self-important, I guess. Of course, mm-hmm. so so are we. Here we are recording a podcast. Hey, everybody, listen to what we had to say. But like, just out of left field to for this to come out and be a thing, especially in light of like another thing going on in like the fandom, the immediate fandom, if you will. But like the whole last Jeff take, I disagree with him, but I mean, what ifs? I think it's just time to let it go. If you didn't like last Jedi or rise of Skywalker, there's the Mandalorian for you. There's all kinds of other shit coming out for you. Just let it go and have peace with yourself. We were talking about this in the pre-production meetings. If it's going to ruin, I mean, I don't get it. If it's going to ruin your life that much to, uh, especially during these times, there's other <clears> things <throat> to worry about. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I, I get like King time. You're right. He deserves his money. He had a whole press conference and pre- him and his agent did a press release. And I get it. Disney needs to pay him because they, they screwed him. But why are people so self-absorbed about these two movies so much? I I was very upset by his treatment when I read it a a year ago. I was very upset back then because of how he dealt with the concept of a character with a facial abnormality. Uh, I, I have some personal issues related to that in real life. And how he dealt with that one issue, how his Kylo reacted to to that realization Th- that really upset me mm-hmm. and judging by that and some of the attitudes that he's had in in his previous works as i mentioned he had luke hit leia um that's not the type of person that fans deserve to be writing star wars in the modern era or in any era pay him for what he's done but look for new talent look for mm-hmm. people who don't treat people who are different like that as those troopers said in Tatooine move along yeah exactly move along I see what you did there sir thank you buddy and look if this wasn't about Star Wars I would I would say the same thing about anything else and I have I mean I I've brought this up too with Metallica as an example I'm just not that keen on the stuff they've done the last few albums I'm like meh I just don't dig it. I just don't. But it hasn't hindered my enjoyment of anything before it. And I don't like I'm not actively crapping on it now because some people dig it. And because of that, I'm like, who am I to tell them that they're wrong for liking that? My time is at a premium enough that what I want to do is focus on the things that I enjoy immensely. And as soon as something stops being an enjoyment to me, rather than try to force it back into being an enjoyment for me. I'm just going to move it over here and keep going this way. But anyway, Bobby McFerrin had this song 
Mm. I'm just kidding. I don't like that either. <laughs> That's something I'll go on a rant about. Is that the most overrated song in history? Mm, no. American no. Pie. American Pie. Wow, King Tom. That's hurtful. Well, I'm not like a like a massive fan of that song, but it's still, it still has melody. It's, the lyrics are halfway decent. Don't, I, don't worry, be happy. Fortunate Son. Fortunate Son? I've heard it way too many times. It's a great fucking song. It is a great song when you hear it on its own. Every time I see a movie with with the war with war <laughs> every time well, it's like watching a Scorsese every time I roll my eyes Stones. exactly I yeah. roll my eyes I'm like well now I'm out of the movie this is a good time to take a piss things like that so yeah. that's that that kicks me out where I'm just instantly yeah it's a great song I love Credence Credence is great every yeah. time I see it with a war movie instantly just kicks me out mm. wow that's something let, let me let me put that on the back burner for what I think the most overrated song. <laughs> Yes, that's okay. hard. All right. So you're you're uh, saying can, you're saying American Pie, huh? I just don't like songs that are like everyone is like, oh, it's oh, everyone knows this song, everyone loves this song, everyone has to sing this. <laughs> I'm starting, I'm starting to feel that way about Bohemian Rhapsody too. Well, oh. that's <laughs> starting to. I'm not all the way. So there the yet. song, so basically the songs that at uh back in the day college night. Well, well even, no, I was like, seeing American the songs, songs. The, the songs at the piano, yes. du- dueling piano bar. That also yeah. yeah. always requests, right? Piano man. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying wow. piano man. No, no, you're looking at me. No, I was looking at King Tom. I am hurt oh, oh, okay. on the inside. Okay. Growing oh, up, I had. Yes. Oh, he didn't say my, yes. My stepfather had the original pressing of Billy Joel's Piano Man, and his vocals on that, I don't know if they were his natural vocals or if they were shifted, but they were like so much higher than the radio version. Wow. Okay. It sounded like, like, the chipmunks doing it oh shit huh. mm. that's weird i'm i'm trying to give eric some room to think here yeah yeah this I, is, I, uh, yeah come, we'll come we'll come back to it man because okay, i okay. there's there's a lot that i yeah I, I like i imagine like people in the late 1800s having this conversation and they're like beethoven's fifth yeah. symphony <laughs> <laughs> moonlight sonata shit <laughs> oh to joy my ass oh to joy yeah <laughs> The only other Star Wars thing shaking right now. I mean, we're on the cusp of the High Republic books being in <laughs> our hands or ears, however you consume your books. But we did have this. And that was the dude, first of all, Araj, I want to thank you so much for all the colons that you put in yeah. the sh- show notes for this. Because yeah. that I do that for you, buddy. <laughs> that has been a thing for me. But yeah. it's Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, the making of season two. Now. I'm getting ready to tell you something shocking. Are you ready? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I know. I, I'm just as dumbfounded as you, but I've been stuck at home with my kids and they won't shut up long enough for me to do anything. And that's just about where things are. I was, dude, I was almost in tears yesterday. Henry had a meltdown and you never want to just, I, I felt for him, but some, the simplest thing happened and he's like, why do I even live here anymore? He's, telling, he's six, dude. And he's like, this is the worst day of my life. And that's, that's how my days have been. So I'm not going to hear anything. If I really want to see it and get something out of it, I have to wait until yeah, I stay yeah. up in the middle of the night and do it. So I watched for the first time today when Malik was taking a nap. I got it in there. I, I saw it. And I was really upset to learn that it's only one episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that's below average. 
I liked it a lot. Yeah, are you going to get spoiled on this? It, it was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. It was no, phenomenal. I love it. By the way, okay. They there was nothing about Mark Hamill. Was a disappointment, but at the same time, I understand why, because this was prob this has probably been in the works for you know all year, and if they had done it, chances are something would have leaked. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I I really wanted that, but but they put in the end bit with Jabba's palace. Yeah, they did. They sure um, did. Having said that, though, it was it was really cool. Um, they did it instead of, you know, because it was one episode, there weren't themes, but they pretty much went episode by episode. And uh, it was really cool because it it seems like a lot of these people like doing what they do, despite people who, you know, clickbait articles about Pedro Pascal storming off the, uh, right. the, the set of the Mandalorian angrily. But no, he really loves being there. And the you know, the people they interviewed are very happy. You know, these these are the people who I I like seeing them work on Star Wars because they love doing it. Um, Rick Famuyiwa, he he only did one episode, but you could tell he was putting everything he had into it. Um, Rob Robert Rodriguez, his segments were so cool, and I think he is the right guy to be doing the. Because he's executive producing with Filoni and Favreau, the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And he gets Boba. You know, he said that the Mandalorian's a gunslinger. He wanted Boba to be a barbarian. Mm-hmm. And I guess he had done, he had taken his kids and action <laughs> figures yeah. and like done, like choreographed everything at home so in his backyard. Badass, dude. It was so cool. It was. That was so um, cool. And just, you know, Tamora Morrison, I, I I love the man because it's not like a, a paycheck to him. Yeah. He loves, you know, he's not he's not on the Harrison Ford or a- Adam Driver no, side it, of things. This is everything. Yeah, yeah, um, it's so cool. You know what? I, it, King Tom, you know what I really liked about Robert Rodriguez. Just going back to him real quick, he mm-hmm. said that he wanted to film this thing like this was the only thing Boba Fett would ever be in from here on out, and he didn't. He wanted to give it justice. Yeah, that was and, awesome. So I'm wondering, like, because I had heard he was a fill-in for that episode. Mm. And so where was the the idea of the Book of Boba Fett in all of this? Was this something that they had talked about beforehand and were considering him for? Or did they say, hey, you did such a great job with that. We're just going to give you a show. Mm. We got Ming-Na Wen. We'll put her in it, too. Yeah, I think maybe they they were thinking about doing it. I don't think anything was concrete until (laughs) he finished and they saw the final product, probably. Right. But yeah, it was it was super cool, man. And you're I right, recommend. King Tom. It was uh, to see those people making Star Wars and the way they're making Star Wars and how much love they have for it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we are so we are so lucky to have everybody that's working on that yeah. show. It was also interesting to see because they they wrapped principal production right before the COVID lockdowns, mm-hmm. and there are some scenes where you see people wearing face masks and right. trying to stand. So, like, from a sociological perspective, I guess it's interesting. It was great. I liked it better than last year. I just like last year. There were so many more episodes, you know. Yeah. Um, it, this is about an hour long, which is kind of cool. I, I thought it was super cool. You haven't seen a boo unless I have not. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely worth watching. 
and the volume has just stepped up its game. If you think mm-hmm. the actors and directors have stepped up its game, the volume itself, they show you how they're changing things on the fly. Did you see mm-hmm. that, King Tom, where they're like uploading yep. a sky and they're changing yeah. the color of the sky by, by his tablet. Oh, that's mm-hmm. sick. And, and there's scenes that you can't tell you're in a volume. Like they're mm-hmm. filming things, the Soka scenes. Holy shit. And how cool was it to see George Lucas with, yeah. with Rosaria Dawson? Like they bring George Lucas on the set. It's, it's just awesome. I love mm-hmm. it. We are very lucky people. Oh, Stop absolutely. Stop man. complaining about other shit. When I think about like the two dark periods when there was just going to be no more Star Wars ever again, <laughs> I and to think now like this glut of it, I feel like I, <laughs> it's like walking into the Golden Corral and being like, all right, let's do this. Thing. <laughs> the Golden Corral. It's, it's, it's you so, go in with the belt already loose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't wear a belt, King Time. You don't wear a belt. Yeah. They, but your like, your stretchy yeah. pants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stretchy pants. Exactly. But it's like going to strip with uh, just sweats. Uh, you, what, you guys haven't done that? That just got gross. Look at Les. Les knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Not that I've done that. I just know creepers that have. It's horrible. No, there goes King Kong with Tune in Tokyo again. Oh, Lord. Stop. Stop. This is the NT17 version of this podcast. <laughs> Sith list after dark. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Really. Electric blue. <laughs> the Sith list <laughs> in the new year. Now we're going to talk about butt stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Let's turn his camera off. <laughs> Les left. Les uh, left us. That was the line. I just, I, th- th- that just showed the crack in the facade. <laughs> Ooh, literally crack. That was another mm. butt joke. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, man, that's all I got. I don't have anything else. Like I was talking about a minute ago, the, the first of the High Republic books, it's, it's the, just the first one is what january 5 is that right king tom yeah and then the first comic book is the day after okay and i think so, the claudia gray not the claudia gray young adult is coming out oh, later in the month. Oh, i love claudia gray she's fantastic. that's really cool it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time man i think that uh it's obviously the future of star wars i don't want to sound yep. stupid because it's the thing coming in the future but yeah i think it's really gonna set the set the tone pave away in the past you need to see what's that you said coming in the future, but didn't you mean the past? Yes. Good job. <laughs> we got an email from Avery, Star Wars related. So let me read that real quick. Hey guys, hope you're ready for 2020 to be over as much as I am. We are. Avery, we are. I'm pretty excited for all the new Star Wars and Marvel content that will be coming next year, but especially the Boba and Mando series being side by side in December, if all works out accordingly. I bet you've already done, already received these questions, but what are your predictions for season three? With Moff Gideon in custody, who do you think will be the main antagonist for Din Djarin? Will it be Bo-Katan, who turns on him due to his possession of the Darksaber, or will Moff Gideon find a way to escape and reveal some new plan going forward? I have to say I'm truly curious if they start laying the groundwork for the future crossover event that will bridge Mando, Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, and now possibly Book of Boba Fett. What are your guys' thoughts? Happy New Year, guys, and banter on Avery, creator and host of Battles and Banter Podcast. Interesting. What do you guys think? I honestly have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I know. I don't either, Avery. I'm I, sorry, man. I'm sitting I here no like clue. I was trying to give like a serious, informed answer, and I, the way they left it, it's who the hell knows. I, I just don't know what they're going to do. It'll, it's going to rule either way. I mm-hmm. mean, you've got this cast of people sitting there that are mm-hmm. like amazing characters that, uh, yeah, all kinds of things could happen. 
I'm I want to see what how this uh, Bo-Katan dark saber thing gets sewn up. And I had a thought about that. It's like, wouldn't it have been easy for Mando to just be like, oh no, Moff Gideon somehow got the saber from me. Get him. And, and, <laughs> and just right. had, a, had right. that happen right then. But, but yeah, I want to see where that goes. I want to see Grogu back with Din by episode two. I want to, yep. You know, who knows? But yeah, I don't know. I do. I am glad that we found out that the book of Boba Fett is a separate thing from yes. so mm-hmm. my. season three. So am I. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was a little worried. I just don't know. My best guess is that the next villain is a clone of Werner Herzog. <laughs> that would be awesome. I am here for the I'd, baby. I'd take it, man. I'd take it. How about yeah. you, Les? I, I have no idea. <laughs> In all honesty. It's yeah, that's just, what's well. That's a good sign that we can't predict. By the way, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm you know, glad. That's, a, that's, that's what I, I'm. I'm ready for anything. Time lapse, ten years. Time lapse, ten years. Uh, right before uh, what's his name, Kylo Ren destroys the temple. Dan goes back visits him. He takes him for vacation. You know, takes him as a little spring break. You know, dad, dad and son do a little Cancun action. A little Cancun. Dad and son do a little, uh, a little some. You know, some. Do they uh, go to King's son. Landing? Yes. Yes, they, they they go have a you know kick ass time somewhere, and then they come back to school and the school's gone. Oh, I see. School's gone. School's gone. Burned down. Yep. So now he has to take care of you. Know, he's taking him out of boarding school, and now he can't put him back in boarding school. So he's like, "Shit, I got to raise you now." Fuck. And then they gotta relearn each other. They both changed over the decade. Mm. Yeah. You know, okay. Din's different. Grogu's different. He's a little teenager. He's a little asshole. You know. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I, hope I will say I will say this. I think we're going to see Thrawn in the Ahsoka uh, standalone, and I think Thrawn's going to be a part of whatever goes down with the villains in Mando. That's what I yeah, think. That's a definite possibility. I do think that Thrawn will show up in one form or another, but I I just wonder who it's going to be. I I have no idea. Like I don't even know who I would want it to be, and I don't want to give the generic as long as they do it right. Hmm. But that's, mm. yeah, I, I feel like that. I feel like that's a tricky one to move into live action. Of course, they crushed it with Ahsoka, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, painting somebody blue and ha- having his unique, like Benedict Cumberbatch personality, he would be a great type you know what i'm saying yeah that's a good um because yeah, he's so dry and analytical but yeah. maybe you know obviously much less sarcastic and cutting but right yeah i don't know i just don't well avery we appreciate the email and, and happy new year to you the healthy one and Araj, i do agree that i think it's a great sign that we can't just easily predict what's going to happen that's an excellent point to be in because there's a ton of content coming up and we honestly just don't know. And that rules. Cool. Well, thank you, Mr. Struthers, for uh, giving us the lowdown in Star Wars. I know Mando's done, but there's still some Star Wars talk. All right. Let's get into some pop culture breakdown. Some stuff that won't be in booze bits. Oh, that didn't sound good at all. <laughs> you always oh, want to be in bits. Uh, I don't want to be in your bits. Where there's some James Bond talk and Roger Moore evidently was talking to Jane Seymour. I did not know he was still alive. Uh, Roger Moore? Not, yeah. He's not still alive, buddy. Oh, okay. uh, this was in the past. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I Jane, was like, wait a minute. I was like, I thought he was dead. <laughs> no, Jane Seymour is still alive. Ah, yes. And she spoke to Cinema Blend's Mike Reyes about locations. And she said, well, here's what she said. I used to ask Roger. I said, look, 
how do you decide where you're going to do the next Bond films? He said, oh, we get together and decide where we want to have our next vacation. <laughs> and then we write makes a sense. story around it. I went, okay, well, that makes sense. They choose locations first and then decide on the script that would fit it. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that, that must mean they had a fun time on Moonraker. <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna ask you i mean who came up with that idea let's go up let's just say this is still good yeah, yeah. james bond films are taking place in theme parks and stuff because the people that were doing this had a bunch of little kids right and all of a sudden <laughs> right. it's like why king's island again <laughs> i i've been to where they filmed kashik i've been there in thailand and they also filmed i believe uh man with a golden doctor no yep Dr. No? I think it was Dr. No. No, it was Man with a Golden Gun. Yeah, Golden Gun. Beautiful place. I mean, so I want to ask you guys individually, if you were going to film, if you were in charge of making a movie, not a Star Wars movie, any movie, where would it be on location? For me, it would be exactly there because uh, Thailand is just unbelievable, beautiful. Um, so I would pick Thailand. Where would you guys, Les, where would you, would you pick a movie if you were the location director? San Diego. San Diego is beautiful. And that is beautiful, especially people that don't live in Southern California. People in probably California go on San Diego. What if we can just go down there? But it's San Diego is probably one of the most beautiful places, cities in yeah, the country. When, when people visit California, they're like, I got to go to Hollywood and no, LA. It's like, don't skip go. it. Just, don't, just don't go, go to Hollywood. Straight to San Diego yeah. and just hang out out there. They got all the locations. You'll be they fine. Have, there's a mountain area if I wanted to do something in the mountains. There's desert, plenty of desert. Beautiful there's a military ocean. base there if I wanted to get my little military thing on. And then there's downtown San Diego. You don't even have to do gas lamp. You could just do some spy thriller in downtown San Diego at uh, Horton Plaza running around in there alone on the different levels in that little shopping center alone. So, And less yeah. works for the tourism department for San Diego, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, how about you? Man, that's hard. Uh, someplace I'd really like to go would be New Zealand. I think. Oh, yeah. That would be just really cool. the, from a like a scenery point of view. Mm -hmm. that I find that very intriguing. But if I was going to be just super selfish, I would say Australia. Yeah. And not, just not. pick anywhere that my friends live. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's mm -hmm. Hawaii would be really cool mm -hmm. too. Yeah, Hawaii's Hawaii cool. would be my answer. Hawaii yeah. or Tahiti. Yeah, that's right. That's my, right. Mine would be the warmest and clearest water I can find. And then I'm good. I'm not his map. Not very clear. Not very clear. No, no, no. Thailand is unbelievably clear and blue and warm and crystal. It's just how warm we talking. I mean, I didn't stick a thermometer up there, but down there, but I mean, I didn't get shrinkage. So that's a good sign. Oh, that is very good. Yeah. You mean removal? No, I didn't mean that less. I did not mean that. Go back to San Diego. <laughs> let's move on uh, I had an email from Shank a couple of weeks ago and I totally forgot and I was going to save this for King Tom because it had something to do with unless because it had something to do with X-Men completely blanked out Shank I am sorry so here's an email from Shank I was kind of hoping to do a voicemail because I have been having a couple of captains after work 12 days straight I think mm -hmm. it was Captain Morgan's, but I couldn't mm -hmm. find a number. So fuck it. I ramble on an email form. Oh, this should be fun, guys. <laughs> I was talking to a guy at work who had seen HBO show Watchmen. He said that he had enjoyed it, but he had a lot of questions. As he was talking, I realized the questions he had were because he had never read the source material. That's when I thought of you guys. Because <laughs> we don't read any source material. No. Do you think that we have turned the ultimate corner in geekdom? 
We're only not afraid to display our, our shit proudly, but we are demanding that everyone keep up by doing their own independent research. Oh, that's interesting. My example of the old way. The first X-Men movies, they were deathly afraid to have characters in spandex. The first superhero movies that the industry got behind were the ones that could be seen as removed from comics. Blade, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Crow, Hellboy, Punisher, etc. Flash forward to now. Infinity War and Endgame come out. There's no real effort to explain who everyone is, why they're involved, and what the general fuck is going on. <laughs> Darth Maul, who was resurrected in the cartoon, appeared in a big Hollywood movie with no explanation, despite the fact that the general public last saw him being cut into 19 years, cut into two 19 years before. Two different franchises are going to embrace the multiverse concept, DC and Marvel, and expect the casual fan to keep up. Have we finally gotten to the era where the the everyday fan is expected to catch up, and if they don't, oh well. How did this happen? Do studios think that we have we are smarter, or is it a direct correlation from the success of the MCU and the damn near everything being available on the streaming service? Are they saying if you are confused, you can catch up because it's available somewhere? Personally, I think it all started with Lost and the success of that show. In the last three seasons, it tried to shake off the weak fans and rewarded the diehards, and it did it well. Anyways, I've rambled on enough, and I need to make another drink. What do you guys think? Shonk. P.S. I forgot to ask Eric playing anywhere the weekends in January. I'm in central Illinois, and I would love to see him if I could. Okay, Shonk. This is a really damn good email, Shonk. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's de we're definitely in an era where it's okay to be yourself and follow your interests and be fearless about being into them. And for me, that's great because growing up in the eighties and nineties, you know, it felt like all the cool kids were into sports and I was the only person into star Wars or comic books or things like that. I think that's the easy part of the question. As far as the other part in how much of it are we expected to already know I think that very much depends on the property. We have things like with Marvel and comics. There's Marvel Unlimited, an online service, an app that has 90% of Marvel's 60-year print catalog online, if not 95%. You could do a lot of this research yourself. There's Wikipedia. There's fan summaries online. Um, you, you can get into something if you're willing to do a little work. Most people I know who are fans of something will be fine with filling in their friends on things they missed. Um, I mean, we've, we've done that here and I think really the only thing is that sometimes we people who are sometimes called fanboys have a bad reputation of over-explaining or mansplaining when we s meet someone who is either new to something or who doesn't meet our preconceived notions of someone who's into it. And sometimes we do have to be careful there. Um, yeah, I see what you know, you're be saying. Because if, if someone is into something or wants to be into something just because we are also, it doesn't make us a better or more knowledgeable. Um, but I think most fans are willing to talk about things and help other people get into the things they're into also. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I thought about it's odd. I thought about something like this because there's a very thin line between being that guy, that that knowledgeable person, and mm-hmm. then being annoying or a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to contain your excitement when there's somebody new coming along. Uh, and glad, I think I'm glad I don't have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I think sometimes you know you never know you you open up and you're like oh my god you're just getting into Marvel comics great or you're getting into the movies okay you want to read these comics and then you realize wait a minute at some point someone's gonna be like hey man chill like just let mm-hmm. me find it at my own pace so and it's easy to be offended that way you know if you're t- if you think you're helping someone you know and you're like yeah I just wanted to make sure you knew what's going on it's like ah no 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 you know sometimes you can get caught in that kind of thing mm-hmm. I really think. We're at a point now where it is one of those things. They're going to make the movies. They're going to produce the shows and they're going to just roll on. And there's so many ways, like King Tom said, there's so many ways to catch up or get to know something. Or you could just do just hop on right then and there. I think you could just at this point, it doesn't like he said, there's a way for you to be a fan in your own way. And to like some things. Uh we got some things and some people can take a stand on certain points, but some things you have to kind of also accept as that's what's going on uh, and, and and let them make the decisions. The X-Men, it looks like it's going to be like a very hard reset uh, at this point. They haven't announced anything. Maybe more time and space will let things die down. It is a good it is a good idea to read source material. But if they do whatever they plan to do, it should be fairly easy to get on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Watchmen is something else that's totally unique. That is, there's some some comic or there's some things you can consume from the medium that is just actually easier to consume. And then there's the indie stuff. So, yes, you start messing around with Umbrella Academy. You don't know what's going on with if you don't touch Dark Horse Comics and read any of those books or titles you're just looking around i mean i don't know how many people knew that ninja turtles you know teenage mutant ninja turtles was you know an actual comic and that Mm -hmm. if you read those comics they're way darker and way more brutal in the books than they are on the than what we all got you know i was first introduced to this awesome cartoon you know and like so you know a few years later we're all eating pizza and watching the movie in the theaters like that's it that's just what happened very loudly, so, by the way. <laughs> so, yes, it's it's just it's all there now. People, you can either jump on at any point you want to. But if you are going to venture into the other stuff, you probably might want to read up on some source material. I can't say something about Lost without making oh, a comment. Right, right. I don't know that seasons four and five were. And I don't know if this is what Shank was saying, but. I don't think they were expressly designed to reward the hardcore fans. I think that was the story they were telling, and they wanted to do away with the conventions of TV. You know, I, I don't think it was, well, we're going to screw over all our new audience or people who are casual viewers. I think they were of the mind, we have a story to tell. We want to finish this story, and we're going to be so focused on that. And in a lot of ways, Lost was a precursor to the type of shows on different media we have today and that is one example of that yeah i also think that these all these studios are huge conglomerates now that own these franchises so if they introduce someone like darth maul or if they introduce someone like 
I don't, any any of the Marvel characters. It's just a, a plus for them to have you go and try to figure out who these people are and go through the background of these people because it just benefits yeah. that studio and that franchise yeah. for you to get that involved in it. So I, I, that's why I think they don't really, um, really, they're not really worried about it as yeah, much. As it's they almost used to a be. formula. They yeah, almost absolutely. have a formula. If you think about it, you get you get a, an announcement of a title. Yep. Then you get maybe a couple of posters of, or you get a casting news here and there. Then you get some posters, then you get a teaser, then you get a trailer, then you get a release. There's plenty of points for people to do some research. Listen, I was talking to Corey, our great friend, Corey from Kessel Run Transmissions. And he said that he found out that the Clone Wars episodes on Disney plus went up 70% after Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan episodes. So that, tells you a lot. One thing I do want to say is I feel like if you're going to introduce things where there is this big backlog of information that you can find out, I feel like in the Mandalorian specifically, they home run by making it where it didn't matter if you didn't know. It -hmm. was exciting for the people who did. It ruled for the people who Mm -hmm. did. But for the people who had no idea, and I take my dad as my specific example, he got just as much out of it and he doesn't he's never seen an episode of clone wars and he's quite unlikely to ever watch an episode of it but that's that's how you do it mm-hmm. is the way they did it and i feel like there's a lesson to be had if anybody wants to see a sort of a master class of how to do it that that was a good approach not only that, it's they get you. They do it so well. They get you so excited that you do want to go back and and right. Yeah, yeah. But it's not sometimes, a prerequisite. Yeah, it's not all. a prerequisite yeah. exactly. Because sometimes you can get into that mode where, like, maybe you're trying to tell a ten year old that Spider Man could do more than just what they've seen the Tom Holland movies, and it's a ten year old kid. You're like, you know, he could do this, or you you haven't even heard of Miles Morales yet. They're just like, I just like the song in Spider Verse. That's all, and you're just like. Mm. All right. You know, and sometimes there's there's adults that are just like that. They go, look, man, I just totally love Marvel. And you're like, oh, really? See, and it, like I told you, it's a thin line to be t- becoming a gatekeeper or, you know, turning into that because people don't pay attention to source material. If you exactly. ever find yourself wanting to start a sentence to <laughs> a, a fan with the words, well, actually roll it back i yep. just that's that should be a warning sign because <laughs> it's, it's well actually or you know or any other two word yeah. preface if because you may have the best of intentions but somebody else liking something in a way that's different than how i like it their methodology of liking it does not make their like less than mine mm-hmm. and well said i yeah all right. Well, was that from an email? Hope we helped. Whole thing? Yeah. Hope, hope okay. we helped, Shank. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shank, thank you. On three, one, two, three. Thank you, Shank. That was a great discussion. And, and it segues into a thing I'm going to talk real quick about is we never got to this, but Gore the Butcher. Gore the God Butcher. Act- God Butcher. Go Gore the God Butcher. I'm sorry. He kills gods. And I heard he's really violent. And our boy Christian Bale is playing him, for God's sakes. Yes. And he's going to be in the. Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor? Thor. I think he's in Thor Love and Thunder. He's Thor Love and Thunder. That's right. Who is this guy? So Gore is the ultimate anti-God, anti-religion, which is ironic because. I get that. 
because <laughs> he, he so he was from a, a race of people that overly like, like religiously kept the faith through suffering and pain he lost family he lost his wife his kids starved to death you know he ended up cursing the gods and becoming labeled a blasphemer uh cast it out obviously and then he stumbled upon two I'm not mistaken, two celestials or two other elder gods that had fallen in battle, one good, one bad. And he was just like looking at them going, this is this is it right here. Is this what we're worshiping? And then he ended up imbuing himself with the power of the evil god. And ever since he's been, there's too many gods and I need to cleanse cleanse the realms of gods that is and that's pretty rad and and his look is pretty crazy i mean look at yeah i'm showing these guys how he looks i mean he looks pretty wicked man he looks from what i understand thor is unworthy at this point something happens where thor is unworthy that's why jane gets the hammer okay gotcha Poor so thor thor, thor is just odinson if i'm not mistaken and she's the hammer she's she's yeah. the power of thor and so I think that's where we get gore showing up and it's going to go down. If the song Jane by Jefferson Starship isn't in this movie, I'm going to be very disappointed. (laughs) Or, uh, or or Jane says, Jane says, (laughs) I know the Calypso feel is very nice. Jane's Jane's got a hammer. Janie's got a gun. No, that's Janie, sir. She's Jamie. Yeah. Damn it. Jane is by Jefferson Starship is a killer song. That dude's vocals are so good. It's a monster. It's just a monster. Is, is it as good as we built the city? Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. That might be the most overrated song. <laughs> that is. Oh just, wow! I have, I, I just <laughs> like that, that is an awful song. It, oh, I don't think it is very, bad. It, How about we didn't it, start the fire by Billy Joel? And that, that I don't hard. know. The more that I think of we built this city, I might take that as the, I might allow that nomination. Do people think that's a good song though? Like, I mean, is it held in wide, you know, high regard? What, we I built don't, this I don't city, or we didn't start the no, fire? Neither. We didn't start the fire. I think is is pretty good. It's a list, uh, not a song. Stuff, stuff, stuff and stuff, history and stuff and stuff, people, people, someone's name, history and sports, famous guy, movie star, don't know who these people are, stuff and stuff and history, yelling really loud at me. With We Built This City, not every song has a traffic break in the middle. Looking out over that Golden Gate Bridge on another gorgeous sunny Saturday, and I'm seeing that bumper to bumper traffic. Don't you remember? That is true. Uh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> The video was even better for the fucking thing. Say, have the video that was the one at the Lincoln Memorial, and the guy playing Lincoln looks more like Robert E. Lee. Yes, that's right. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. Didn't they have a song for Mannequin too? We that was can it. Build no, this song forever. No, oh, yes. nothing's gonna stop the, us now. Nothing. Yeah. Gonna stop Is that Jefferson Starship? Yeah, that's Starship. No, it's yeah. Star- yeah, it's yeah. Starship. Well, we went down a dark hole there. <laughs> we chased a white rabbit down that hole. Nice. I heard that. No. Tell me you heard that, Arad. I heard it. You doucher. I Tell me. You. Oh, I said we chased a white rabbit down that hole. Oh, well, that's a classic. I mean, that's a that good was song. pretty good. That was really good. I didn't hear that. Uh, your internet's 
America. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It's the yeah. tin cans. You've got mail. Actually, you know what my favorite Jefferson Airplane Starship song is not even <laughs> it's uh it's today. And I'm done. I don't know that one. Really if big you in, hear it, really big you'll... in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, we were speaking of dark holes. Boo. <laughs> Let jump into Naboo. Oh yeah. This right. is a New Year's Naboo. Yes. And yes. you have some boo bits. I have I have I have Naboos and boo bits. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. I got I got all of the things. So we'll finish this off with Naboos and boo bits and a moment of sound for someone that we uh we definitely need to talk about. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah, so this is a New Year's theme Naboo. I know New Year's when you guys are listening to this was uh, the day before or even more so, but it's still the season, still the fun times. So statement number one, what's our, <laughs> not what, <laughs> the size uh, shoe that the Statue of Liberty wears in Ghostbusters 2 mm. is 879. Remember, she moves. They get her to move. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, they use the ectoplasm stuff to get her mm-hmm. to move and all that. And New York gets all excited. All right. <laughs> New Year's Eve ranks fifth on America's list of favorite holiday. There's oh, been a multitude of New Year's Eve movies or movies that coincide with the time and stuff like that. The bulb has been dropped in Times Square annually since 1907. The ball has been featured in many movies. Wow. So this is a movie themed. Yes. New Year's Eve themed Naboo. There, there you go. <sighs> This so is it is it true or false that her size well feet the last two weeks has thrown us off completely? So I have a feeling that it's been it's been the long game. Yeah, I think it's been the long game. You know, I just I've I've been pulling you guys into this this unhappiness and things like that, and then I'm really gonna you know <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. Pull out the big the, the big number gun. of the shoe uh, size uh, is gonna be really like different. Wait, how, wait, wait, how yeah, that's my question. Cr- is this supposed to be true or false that the one shoe one size? is incorrect? One is incorrect, as it always has been. Hmm. The ball in New York, 1908? 07. 07. What do you guys think? <laughs> Eric's really thinking. <laughs> He's got his eyes closed. I thought he was asleep for a second there. No, I wish, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Henry is super into the Ghostbusters, and we, I have watched Ghostbusters 2 more recently than I would have. <laughs> and I am trying to remember if that's a thing, oh. I I don't think what they is, talked about her feet, her shoe size, but I think no, they, they showed did. it real quick. I they, think, and I think it. they mentioned it. They mentioned needing to get like shock absorbers or something. What Ooh. is the what is the source of this survey for number two? Um, <laughs> shit, King Tom. Uh, Which one was number two? Number two is the uh, New Year's Eve ranks fifth on America's list of favorite holidays. By who? Family who? feud. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Uh, shit, let me look it up. Now, yeah, now, up. now you ask for sources. Richard Dawson I, and family. Feud. You don't ask Jeopardy. You don't ask Alex Trebek. What's your because source? That's the question here, motherfucker. No, Alex you answer the question. I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna give you my sources. You're comparing yourself. Oh, Jeopardy. Has I am a, a good a good host. Does not give up their sources. Researchers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you said good host though. I, I yeah, I am okay. trying hey. to. Be. Failing. Ninety three percent of people on Twitter think Nabu sucks. No shit. Fuck them. Ding 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 ding. Wow. That would be a good survey. Yeah. I'm just gonna say the 1907. I just don't think they were dropping balls in 1907. Gotcha. I think they were. 
I th- I think 1907 is correct. Shit. I want to I want to say it is. Of course, the one I pick is all fucking wrong. Okay, um, I'm going to stick with it just because. Um, yeah, you need to you need to be a nonconformist. Yeah. I'm going to go, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Eric. How about you? <laughs> I am going to go with the Statue of Liberty shoe size. That's the one. Here it comes, guys. I'm, I'm going go- with number I am two. Also going to go with number one because if you're desperate enough and you look hard enough, you can find anyone to say anything. And I'm sure if I Googled favorite American holidays, I could find some poorly translated Russian website that says New, <laughs> New Year's Eve top five American holidays. Survey yeah. says. Fake survey I, I, I'm on the, I'm on, I, I don't think that's true. I'm going with number one and until we get a better attribution for this questionable source. <laughs> fake, fake news. You guys, you guys are correct. It is the New Year's holiday. It ranks number four. Oh, for shit's sake. <laughs> you don't even know who, according to who. Oh, you want me to fucking find out? I'll, I'll, yes. I'll look it up again. Dang. Jesus. This is making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It was number four. Yeah. Number four favorite holiday. Number one's probably Christmas. I don't care. <laughs> you know, we didn't do a Christmas Naboo, so that's my number one. Yes. Uh, you know what we need? So we need a real St. Patrick's Day movie. was a size 612 or whatever? Yeah, no, it's size 879, yeah. So wait, what do we win? Because King Tom and I got win. it right. Nobody wins a Naboo, less you know that. Come on, now. You know better than you that know that. <laughs> that is it. All right, so unfortunately, we had, so right before we came on, I, I heard this on the news that Dawn Wells uh, passed away, and you might have known her, and I'm sure you have, uh, if you've watched Gilligan's Island at all. She is Marianne, and she passed away due to COVID, which is unfortunate. The age of, I believe, 82, Eric? Is that how old she was? Yeah, that um, sounds I, right. I, yeah, so very unfortunate. And you don't have to be as old as Eric and I to know Gilligan's Island, but because it's everywhere all the time, if you had Nick and Knight, or if you were just watching any of your local stations when you were a kid gilligan's island was always on it's such a great show so really sad really sad to hear uh, i was always a marianne uh, oh yeah dude i thought she was the cutest i yeah. loved her she just yeah, seemed she... way less high maintenance than ginger and ginger, just more yeah. accessible overall and you could actually have a conversation with her yeah and she was she was a great actress she was funny her timing was great great show uh she will be missed so moment of sound for don wells the fantasy is you watch this television show and now I'm visible. My, when I was a little girl, there wasn't TV. You didn't talk to Doris Day at the movies, you know? And I've been in your house for 50 years. So I feel like I'm part of your family. It's very good. I like that. So I've been thinking about this most overrated song thing. <laughs> and it's hard because there's just so many years and years of songs. Um, but I would suspect anything by you 2 would be uh, eligible. And are you not uh, a U2 fan at all? Neither am I. I don't hate them. Okay. At all. But but I I I like the soundscapes. I like that. I think that they have had some great music, great live show. There's just something about Bono that turns me off to the whole (laughs) whole thing. Eric, you've seen them live? Um no, I never have. Okay. Okay. Um, I think something they're pretty amazing. A song that everybody seems to love but me is uh Wonderwall. By Oasis. I, oh, okay, okay. It's not great. Another big one would be American Pie was actually a pretty good pick by King Tom. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean 
that it's not a good song. Bastard. It just means it's held in a regard that is higher than what it warrants. Oh, okay. And I said that's one of those songs too. When you think about it, everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, this! Oh, this is my jam. I love this song." And they know the first like two lines, and then it's all downhill from there. And it's like you plainly don't know anything about this song. So helter yeah. skelter in the summer swelter, man. Come on. What it's, about it's poetry? Uh, <laughs> what? What about? I got. One. Go. Don't stop believing. I'm yes. Oh. Yes. No. Thank you. But Les well, hates was, that song, but that song I, you cannot say that that song is an epic. Like you said, I was. If you, I, everybody's I gathered it. around, going, "Some will win." Yeah. Well, before Glee, Glee is the one that brought it back. Mm. The show Glee did an acapella version, and all of a sudden on iTunes, "Don't Stop Believing" was number one for the next three months. It was crazy. And then Sopranos, yeah, obviously. Les hates that song for some reason. I, lo- I love a bunch of Journey's other songs. I do, I do too. I love Journey. One song that like that for me would have been Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. I hate, that, I hate that song. Oh my God. Every time I would hear that thing roll in, I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> How about some early, early, this is going to be blasphemy for a lot of people, but my dad always said he was not a fan of the Beatles until they started doing drugs. Because everything was, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love me, love me, do. Like everything was so simple. The melody was doom, amazing, doom, but doom, the lyrics doom, were just yeah. so simple <laughs> and they just repeated itself you know, for the entire song until they started doing drugs. And then when they started doing drugs and then became just, they became the Beatles. That's my dad's opinion, people. If you want to DM him, he can't. He's gone. I feel the same way about ACDC. I think lyrically, they're not that special, but the way they sound is incredible. Hell's Bells, dude? Well, yeah. The Hell's Bells is great. Eric got the look in his eyes that I had when you mentioned the survey. A whole lot of Rosie? No, or uh, no, no, but they also have uh, Mistress for Christmas. Amen. Have you you heard that one? Had one? (laughs) Big balls. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Admittedly, lyrically, they're, they're TNT. Come on. But one thing that ACD, <laughs> here's what makes ACDC great. Angus Young. Is they the took a genre loud. of music, basically they created it and managed to wrangle a fairly simple formula into about a million different songs that are distinctly recognizable individually. And when you take their, their contribution to like hard rock, it's undeniable and then you have these big ass anthems like for those about to rock oh, oh yeah. my god. god it's the and if you see and, it live uh, oh the um, cannons if I'm a who's about to rock hell's bells yes <laughs> and, uh, oh it's so cool you know highway to hell <sighs> just all those tunes but it's it's a tough thing to beat now admittedly like I can only hear like girls got rhythm so many times or but but then you hear like big balls and that's always a good laugh oh that was just hilarious let there be rock is a classic i know oh it's so good in college i used to listen to the intro to hell's bells before my hockey games that's awesome oh in in the locker room oh god the intro just wants oh man dude the intro to for those about to rock that's awesome is, too. is a masterpiece. And if anybody wants to learn how to play that on guitar properly, let me know because I see people do it wrong all the time. <laughs> the hint is that the B that's in between the top 
top note and the bottom note is the open second string and it's an octave lower than the one you're playing in there but it's dude we haven't had a strumming with strothers in a forever (laughs) fantastic so so the opening chord is the b and then it's b minor that's just that's a killer move it's so cool it's so well done you know when eric does things like this and adds another (laughs) hour and a half for my editor because you know i play it behind him (laughs) when he's doing it I, I should have gotten the pitch closer then so that we <laughs> That's all right. I'll change the pitch. <laughs> I like that. The pitch. All right. I think it's time now to jump into and end this year off <clears throat> with some dirty boo bits. <laughs> Go ahead, boo. Will this last until the year? It's it, it, it'll last until next year. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. Go ahead. So this one's actually pretty fucking cool. Rome is dropping twelve point three million to rebuild the Colosseum floor back to its gladiator uh, gladiator era state. Whoa! Yeah, I've been to the Colosseum. Yeah, and it needs some re- refurbishing. It's rather old, kind of like Mar-a-Lago. Ha! Huh. Uh, yes, the arena will be used for concerts and theater. Really? Are yeah. They gonna, They're going they gonna to wait. Time people. out. They're going to have concerts in the Colosseum. Yes. This is a boo. Where this is, is not boo. No, this is this is from uh, what is it? The, the Same Times. Place. The Times. Where are they going to seat people? Because I thought the whole idea was the stone was just crumbling. Yeah, that's that was my thing. I thought if you clapped too hard, the echo would just shatter the place. Well, I know they've fixed it up. Uh, they've they've done some refurbishing. Yeah, they've they've done enough res- uh, renovations to make it safe to walk around mm-hmm. and things like that. But for a concert and theater and like King Tom said, housing people. I have no idea. The, the article I, doesn't say much as far as planning and things like that and limits and things, but it was, it was I, fine damn. when Bruce Lee killed Chuck Norris there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, his, his chest hair is still floating in the, uh, <laughs> yes. in the wind there. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's really cool. <laughs> if you haven't been, it's super, super cool. You know, it's, it's one of my bucket list places. You've been there King Tom. Yeah. Probably about 25, 26 years ago. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where you're like, ah, it's a Coliseum. I've been in all kinds of cool things. And you walk up to it, you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And then we got to stay in an Airbnb that was where the gladiators used to train. They built apartments there now on top of it, but they still have the stuff down there that they have like the touched. courtyard and stuff like yeah, that. That's yeah. bitching. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Cool. What is it? We talked earlier about uh, Wonder Woman. We're going to talk more about it next week. Wonder Woman. There you go. Uh, uh, director Patty Jenkins uh, has two more Wonder Woman stories that she mm. wants to tell. Oh, okay. Yeah. No details on when or where or what, but she just says that she has two more. And that's from EW. I'll save that one for later. Another Patty Jenkins story. She would like to direct a Superman movie as the next DC character that she dabbles in. Interesting. Did you think, unless, did you think, I know we talked about the boo, did you think that the first five minutes of that movie felt like the 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 Donner Superman films. It, it totally was that. It I, was. It had that feel to me. Not the first five minutes. The rest of the movie did. Oh, okay. Well, the first five minutes, I was like, "All right, great. This looks awesome. I'm I'm sold." And then it got. Oh, so you don't like the old Superman films? Is that what you're saying? They're all right. Okay. They're, <laughs> they're good for what for what they were. Yeah. Right. Continue. Mm-hmm. And no, that's all I got. I'm just gonna end on that sour note. <laughs> no, you're not. Are you gonna end it on you didn't like the old Superman films? You're you're, yeah. you're not gonna do that. Come on. What is what are you t- I even like the one with Richard Pryor. 
I think Boo's That's just funny. claimed 2021 is his. This is the year of the Boo. <laughs> yeah, Boo. <laughs> he's, this is the year of the Boo. This is he's dictating and setting boundaries. He's like, yeah, we're fucking done. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Let's go home. Well, I we're appreciate that, buddy. You mm-hmm. kept it short and yeah, not so it. sweet, but you kept it. Something. Oh, yeah. Just for you. That was yeah. it. That was like two bits. Well, <laughs> well uh, guys, uh, we really appreciate you listening to us for this whole year. I know this year has been tough. It's been a rough one, but we, our favorite day of the week is Wednesdays where we can come and do this and hang out and have fun and have you guys listen. And we really appreciate you guys listening. You guys make it worth doing. So for all the listeners, thank you very, very much. And we hope you have a fantastic new year and we know it's going to be better than 2020. Really can't get worse. Mr. Eric Strathers, where can people listen to you? Well, with any luck at some gigs. But probably not. So just check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, where I don't very often play guitar, but when I do, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. And by the way, one of your co-hosts just texted me, Mr. Luke Cruiser, and said he just started Lovecraft Country and he just put first episode done. Holy shit. Exclamation point, exclamation point, colon, 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 colon. So Luke, it's just going to get better. Keep on watching. Lovecraft Country. Mr. Tom Chansky, King of All Pods, the guy who's actually letting us have a New Year's. Like if he was deciding not to, we'd have to put (laughs) the kibosh on it. Where can people find you? You can find me questioning Boo's sources on Twitter at Tom Chansky. (laughs) And then for uh, Patreon shows for our friends at Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and the Bad Motivators. Love them all. Mr. Gonzalez, where can people find you on the social media landscape? Follow me on Twitter at lessismore 78 can also hear me here on the Sith list. Mr. Carlos Borgwell, you seem so sullen and down and out. Where can people <laughs> Where can people find you stretching out? Find me uh stretching on uh on this podcast. On this podcast, yes. And then you can also uh find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. And for people that don't know, Boo always does this like three minute straight stretch where we don't know if he's gone or if he's stuck. But he, <laughs> he comes back to life. Got to stay limber. You got to, you know, yeah. you got to stay loosey goosey. I get it. I get it. And you can find me at the Sith list and you can find Les and I on reactions and breakdowns. And guys, when WandaVision comes out, King Tom's going to be involved and we'll try to get these guys to wake up early, do some WandaVision breakdowns as well. Reactions and breakdowns. We're also going to do some Cobra Kai reactions, which is going to be a lot of fun. That starts, starts tonight while you're listening to this. I hope you guys enjoy that. And you can catch us all next year on episode number 231 of The Sith List.
shaking and the girl is on the floor. We died to live. And they're all synced up so every room you go to there's music <coughs> oh, I almost just killed myself you almost choked on nothing um, I almost just fucking choked on nothing oh, I dislocated my shoulder waving at someone say loosey goosey now we're gonna talk about butt stuff Sith List After Dark so keep watching The Sith List 24 hours a day and call this number you dumb son of a bitch you don't watch it 24 hours a day